Welcome to another reading from the Library of Historical Apologetics. Today's reading comes to the work of Bishop George Horn, a theologian and Anglican clergyman who was president of Magdalen College, Oxford, and vice chancellor of Oxford from 1776 to 1780, and was also chaplain to King George III. Horn was a conservative clergyman. He worked against any relaxation of the rules requiring entrance to Oxford University to subscribe to the 39 articles which laid out the theological doctrines of the Church of England. He promoted Sunday schools and the provision of Christian literature to members of the British Armed Forces. One of his favorite themes to which he recurred many times was that true religion and true learning were never yet at variance. Today's reading comes from a set of letters on infidelity that Horn wrote for members of the Anglican Church in response to a rising tide of skepticism and deism among its members. In particular, he's responding to a pamphlet which circulated widely at the time that contained a great number of objections to the truth of the scripture records on the basis of alleged contradictions in the narratives. In the 30 sections of their pamphlet, the authors have produced a list of difficulties to be met with in reading the Old and New Testament. Had I been aware of their design, I could have enriched their collection with many more, at least as good, if not a little better, but they have compiled, I dare say, what they deemed the best, and in their opinion presented us with the essence of infidelity in a thumb file, the very fumes of which, on drawing the cork, are to strike the bench of bishops dead at once. Let not the unlearned Christian be alarmed, as though some strange thing had happened to him, and modern philosophy had discovered arguments to demolish religion never heard of before. The old ornaments of deism have been broken off upon this occasion and cast into the fire, and there came out this calf. These same difficulties have been again and again urged and discussed in public, again and again weighed and considered by learned and sensible men of the laity as well as the clergy who have by no means been induced by them to renounce their faith. Indeed, why should they? For is any man surprised that difficulties should occur in the books of Scripture, those more particularly of the Old Testament? Let him reflect upon the variety of matter on which they treat, the distance of the times to which they refer, the wide difference of ancient manners and customs from those of the age in which we live, the very imperfect knowledge we have of these as well as of the language in which they are described, the consciousness of the narrative sufficient for the purposes intended, but not for gratifying a restless curiosity, above all the errors and defects of translations. Many and painful are the researches sometimes necessary to be made for settling points of this kind pertness and ignorance, may ask a question in three lines which it will cost learning and ingenuity thirty pages to answer. When this is done, the same question shall be triumphantly asked again the next year, as if nothing had ever been written upon the subject, and as people in general for one reason or another like short objections better than long answers. In this mode of disputation, if it can be styled such, the odds must ever be against us, and we must be content with those for our friends who have honesty and erudition, candor and patience, to study both sides of the question. Be it so. This has been a reading from the Library of Historical Apologetics. I'm Tim McGrew.